Chapter Six of the Men in the Iron Mask by Alexandre Dumas, translated by William Robson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. How Jean de La Fontaine came to write his first tale. All these intrigues are exhausted. The human mind, so variously complicated, has been enabled to develop itself at its ease in the three outlines with which our recital has supplied it. It is not unlikely that, in the future we are now preparing, a question of politics and intrigues may still arise, but the springs by which they work will be so carefully concealed that no one will be able to see aught but flowers and paintings, just as at a theatre where a colossus appears upon the scene, walking along, moved by the small legs and slender arms of a child, concealed within the framework. We now return to St. Mond where the superintendent was in the habit of receiving his select confederacy of epicureans for some time past the host had met with nothing but trouble everyone in the house was aware of and felt for the minister's distress no more magnificent or recklessly improvident reunions money had been the pretext assigned by fouquet and never was any pretext as gourville said more fallacious for there was not even a shadow of money to be seen. M. Vatel was resolutely painstaking in keeping up the reputation of the house, and yet the gardeners who supplied the kitchens complained of ruinous delays. The agents for the supply of Spanish wine sent drafts which no one honoured. Fishermen, whom the superintendent engaged on the coast of Normandy, calculated that if they were paid all that was due to them the amount would enable them to retire comfortably for life fish which at a later period was the cause of vatel's death did not arrive at all however on the ordinary reception days fouquet's friends flocked in more numerously than ever gourville and the abbe fouquet talked over money matters that is to say the abbe borrowed a few pistoles from gourville pelisson seated with his legs crossed was engaged in finishing the peroration of a speech with which fouquet was to open the parliament and this speech was a masterpiece because pelisson wrote it for his friend that is to say he inserted all kinds of clever things the latter would most certainly never have taken the trouble to say of his own accord presently loret and la fontaine would enter from the garden engaged in a dispute about the art of making verses the painters and musicians in their turn were hovering near the dining-room as soon as eight o'clock struck the supper would be announced for the superintendent never kept anyone waiting. It was already half-past seven, and the appetites of the guests were beginning to declare themselves in an emphatic manner. As soon as all the guests were assembled, Gourville went straight up to Pelisson, awoke him out of his reverie, and led him into the middle of a room and closed the doors. "'Well,' he said, "'anything new?' Pelisson raised his intelligent and gentle face and said, I have borrowed five-and-twenty thousand francs of my aunt, and I have them here in good sterling money. Good, replied Gourville. We only want one hundred and ninety-five thousand livres for the first payment. The payment of what? asked La Fontaine. What? Absent-minded as usual? Why, it was you who told us the small estate at Corbelli was going to be sold by one of Monsieur Fouquet's creditors, and you, also, who proposed that all his friends should subscribe. More than that, 
it was you who said that you would sell a corner of your house at chateau terry in order to furnish your own proportion and you come and ask the payment of what this remark was received with a general laugh which made la fontaine blush i beg your pardon he said i had not forgotten it oh no only only you remembered nothing about it replied loret that is the truth and the fact is he is quite right there is a great difference between forgetting and not remembering well then added pelisson you bring your might in the shape of the price of the piece of land you have sold sold no have you not sold the field then inquired gourville in astonishment for he knew the poet's disinterestedness my wife would not let me replied the latter at which there were fresh bursts of laughter and yet you went to chateau terry for that purpose said someone certainly i did and on horseback poor fellow i had eight different horses and i was almost bumped to death you are an excellent fellow and you rested yourself when you arrived there rested oh of course i did for i had an immense deal of work to do how so my wife had been flirting with the man to whom i wished to sell the land the fellow drew back from his bargain and so i challenged him very good and you fought it seems not you know nothing about it i suppose no my wife and her relations interfered with the matter i was kept a quarter of an hour with my sword in my hand but i was not wounded and your adversary oh he wasn't wounded either for he never came on the field capital cried his friends from all sides you must have been terribly angry exceedingly so i caught cold i returned home and then my wife began to quarrel with me in real earnest yes in real earnest she threw a loaf of bread at my head a large loaf and what did you do oh i upset the table over her and her guests and then i got on my horse again and here i am everyone had great difficulty in keeping his countenance at the exposure of this heroic comedy and when the laughter had subsided one of the guests present said to la fontaine is that all you have brought back oh no i have an excellent idea in my head what is it have you noticed that there is a good deal of sportive jesting poetry written in france yes of course replied every one and pursued la fontaine only a very small portion of it is printed the laws are strict you know that may be but a rare article is a dear article and that is the reason why i have written a small poem excessively free in its style very broad and extremely cynical in its tone the deuce you have yes continued the poet with assumed indifference and i have introduced the greatest freedom of language i could possibly employ p 
peals of laughter again broke forth while the poet was thus announcing the quality of his wares and he continued i have tried to excel everything that boccaccio aratan and other masters of their credit have written in the same style its fate is clear said pelisson it will be suppressed and forbidden do you think so said la fontaine simply i assure you i did not do it on my own account so much as monsieur fouquet's this wonderful conclusion again raised the mirth of all present and i have sold the first edition of this little book for eight hundred livres exclaimed la fontaine rubbing his hands together serious and religion's books sell at about half the rate it would have been better said gourville to have written two religious books instead it would have been too long and not amusing enough replied la fontaine tranquilly my eight hundred livres are in this little bag and i beg to offer them as my contribution as he said this he placed his offering in the hands of their treasurer it was then loret's turn who gave a hundred and fifty livres the others stripped themselves in the same way and the total sum in the purse amounted to forty thousand livres the money was still being counted over when the superintendent noiselessly entered the room he had heard everything and this man who had possessed so many millions who had exhausted all the pleasures and honors the world had to bestow this generous heart this inexhaustible brain which had like two burning crucibles devoured the material and moral substance of the first kingdom in europe was seen to cross the threshold with tears in his eyes and pass his fingers through the gold and silver which the bag contained poor offering he said in a softened and affected tone of voice you will disappear into the smallest corner of my empty purse but you have filled to overflowing that which no one can ever exhaust my heart thank you my friends thank you and as he could not embrace every one present who were all tearful too philosophers as they were he embraced la fontaine saying to him poor fellow so you have on my account been beaten by your wife and censured by your confessor oh it is a mere nothing replied the poet if your creditors will only wait a couple of years i shall have written a hundred other tales which at two editions each will pay off the debt end of chapter six recording by john van stan savannah georgia